Hello and welcome to a Christmas waffle. Is everybody sitting comfortably? Then we shall begin. Every waffle here down in Waffleville like Disney holidays a lot. But John, who lived up north from Waffleville, did not. John hated Florida the whole holiday season. Please don't ask why. No one quite knows the reason. It could be his head wasn't screwed on quite right. It could be perhaps his shoes were too tight. But I think the most likely reason you see was his trip report was still short by over a week. Now, Jill and Peter were similar. They loathed the Orlando cheer and all the shiny and sparkly props that surface ear to ear. They disliked the smiling and hugging, the merch and other nonsense. They despised the round-the-world drinking, but they did like to dance. They've got a grinchy grudge with Disney, I'm led to believe, and it may be down to postponing their trip to Tokyo, Disney Sea. Claire is an enigma to her Mickey distaste, but all the same, she says the place is one giant disgrace. She sneers at the dining plan and all of the trimmings. She covers her eyes and ears to avoid holiday wishes. It's not clear why a meet and greet will make Grinchy Claire scour, but most say it's due to her house's regular loss of power. Sammy had a grudge against the big man on top. Although she didn't mind Roy or the Imagineers or the Bobs, there's one guy on site gets her weak at the knees, but the magical Walt Disney ain't Spidey, you see. Though this isn't the cause of Sammy being rude, they say it's because Walt's still got more subs on YouTube. Ben and Becca post many things about magic's Floridian home, but they don't contain niceties, just abuse and a moan. They block YouTube channels that play any Randy Newman. They roll their eyes at the Sherman brothers, Phil Collins and Elton John. He played at their wedding, but they still won't change their view. And for Disney songs at Christmas, it's bar humbug and boo. Why this hostility towards go the distance and let it go? Well, someone saw Alan Menken on Splash Mountain in a poncho. Now, as the presenter of this tale, you may, you may ask my opinion. Do I share these views and prefer the other park with the minions? Well, whether or not I'm opposed to the Fab Five, it's my job to help these wafflers love Disney again this Christmas time. So let's start with a feature and look to reverse this aversion. Let's get tears in our eyes like when Marlin says, bye, son. Let's dig deep in our hearts and search out those happy festive memories Think long and hard about that last smile, saying goodbye to the castle as you had to leave. Regale me if you will, although it may be hard to do. Please share your Disney Christmas and any tips of how we could plus it too. So wafflers, let's lift our spirits and share any Christmas memories we might have to try and regain and save our Christmas cheer for Disney. Um, let's see. John. Let's start with you. First off, first off, what a great introduction to the show, Lloyd. I've got to say, what a really lovely, lovely way of introducing Christmas 2020, the year that we all want to forget. Yeah. And I've got to admit, I'm going to take us back in time. You know, my my personal Christmas memory takes us back to times where we actually thought that summers, summers in Florida were sort of far too hot to deal with and we went with two very young kids. Um, and do you know something? It's 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 a time that you you really, really want to be in Disney. It's a time that if you've never been during the festivities 
over Christmas, over New Year, I've got to say, it's it's amazing. We 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 all as a family, we we all talk about the two years we did in two thousand eight, two thousand and nine, where it was just it was truly magical, and with kids who were so young, it was a time where you know it was our it was our first proper trips there, and we we missed so much. We actually, to be honest, we learnt a load because we didn't plan, and we ended up there on christmas day and yeah we knew it was going to be busy we knew it was going to be something that we'd never experienced before and and you know something we, we still look back and you still you still want to be back in those days so i, I don't know it's just so much about it it's just it's the most it is the most magical time of the year and from the this whole soundtrack that accompanies your holiday there it's it's everything the parades i've got to say away back in away back in the day and and i know we're all sort of looking at different types of parades at the moment but it was it was amazing and we've got a you know we've got pictures i've got pictures and video because actually it was after the two christmas trips i actually started writing about rather than videoing the kids and it was a real shame because actually, it should, if it had been the other way round, I think it would have been a better, a better, better balance. Because at the time, the software, software from the video that we had wasn't any good. So we've got like sort of segments of video that just, it just I don't know, just doesn't make sense. And yet we're looking back on it, and we've got the kids sort of on my shoulders, waving at Santa on the Christmas parade, and. Just saying thank you for the, the prezies on Christmas Day. And do you know something? As a dad and your kids is just yelling at the top of the voice, saying thank you, Santa. Christmas Christmas don't get any better than that. Oh Ben, you, ben, you, ben you, you're, gonna, you're gonna kill me now. You, oh Ben, oh, oh, no, don't, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tear up. Do, do I think you're going to be dead. Oh. They're going to kill you for that. No. Do, do you know something, Claire? That is the most beautiful moment. And Santa at, at Disney was was something that we, we didn't really know about. And we just, we saw this queue and, and we just, we you see the hook, you join the queue and you're just like, oh yeah, okay, it's just, and you go and join the queue to see Santa at different places throughout the whole world and in your local town and stuff like that. We didn't. We joined the queue. We met Santa. And I know I've said this before on the podcast, and it's really hard to describe to other people, but we actually met Santa. As two adults, we met Santa. And from that Certainly our second Christmas onwards, we've never been to see any other Santa because we actually did have the whole thing, the whole the whole kit and caboodle where you believe. And if you watch, every, it's just, it was incredible. I, I can't, uh, it's, I don't know. I knew I knew you were killing. Yeah, I knew you were killing me, Ben. <laughs> really, <laughs> someone who never struggles for words. But the, the picture, the picture of me two kids there, and it, 
it really was it was it's a moment we all go back to it's a moment now my kids are grown up we do apologize to them for not going <laughs> to our local local stores um for that nice lovely present from the elves as you leave the store um which i'm not going to make a flippant comment off i'm desperately trying not to um but it was different and it, it completely it, it blew me away i've got to say and it's something that if you watch polar express as an adult and you start to get that whole sort of feeling i made i made people that i used to work with watch polar express and they still do and i'll get a text sort of early december saying we've just watched polar express and those whole words of believe just have rung home and it's your fault again cry <laughs> again never seen it oh, yeah what no i've never seen it i'll put it on the list for this year yes no, I've never seen I'll, it. I'll, I'll do that too. Watch you. No, watch you. maybe that could be our first watch party oh yeah. my god yeah. really that would be you cool oh, i'm dumbstruck really yep not yeah. seen it am i allowed to swear back no, no. no. Swearing you, Ben. Okay, okay. I, I know we're recording it after nine o'clock, but um... <laughs> so, yeah. so, John, do you think you you're more emotional in the minute with Santa there, or at the end of Finding Nemo the musical? Oh. Nemo every time. All right, okay. Nemo every time, um, but that's Santa's that's close. That's going. That's going back. That's going back on other stuff that we talked about. Yeah, the Christmas, the Christmas stuff and the Santa bit, and the kids being the age they were, was just. It was the, even the photograph. There's a sparkle. There's, you know, you couldn't make it any better. So I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm happy about what happy on about something I didn't really want to talk about tonight as well, because <laughs> because Disney just comes alive and the whole Christmas bit. For us, and and I'll, yeah, I know I'm no, I'm guilty of this because I go back to things that are not there anymore. I talk about Spectre Magic. I talk about wishes. I have to talk about the Osborne lights, yeah. Because I've got to say, I'm a, I'm a great music fan, and to have a whole part of what was in the studios just become just a hub. Of, of complete excitement just based on the lights that you were watching and actually the music that was playing and if you know i've got to say i've got i bought three cds from there was a trans siberian orchestra just based on the music that they were playing and it was just like it was it was magical and we only, we only went for two christmases <laughs> and, and it's lived is you know this is this is going back some and the whole experience, and I'm not wanting to just sort of jump in on other people's experience, and there's so much out there, but for me, there was the music, there was Santa, and the the Christmas Day parade was was just beautiful because there's the very final float as it comes down through Magic Kingdom on Christmas Day, and if you're lucky enough to get in there, Santa's the last one, and he's on that float, and like I started off saying, with your kids on your shoulder and they're shouting thank you santa for their christmas presents life doesn't get much better as a dad than that oh that's one of my major regrets that i'll never be able to see spectrum um the 
Electrical Light Parade. No, the, what is it called? We've done it once yeah. and it was the best. We, we were there on its final year. Yeah. yeah. And I'm so sad that it's not there anymore. Yeah. yeah. Just look at Jill and um, Peter's tree this year. Yeah, yeah. we're going to try and compete. Try and do yeah. It, yeah. 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 Nice. yeah. Looking forward to it. <laughs> John, was there any um, upgrades or anything you'd invested in on any of your Christmas trips or anything you would do? <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you the naughty version because it was very adult based. Because from our first Christmas trip, I had this whole yearning about trips around the park and things like that. So our second one, we got there. We got snowed out of um, out of Philadelphia on the flight across from the UK, and we got. We we're about half an hour away from landing and uh, Philly shut. So they diverted us to Chicago. Now, with a, a very young child and with a sharp right turn towards Chicago, my, my geography of the US is not great, but Chicago is not the best route at the best of times at that time of year. And we went to Chicago and we got delayed for many an hour. Um, which we're probably, I think we're about 18 hours late getting into Orlando. So my first day in Magic Kingdom that year, I had Keys to the Kingdom tour, <laughs> which was absolutely great. Walked straight in for Keys to the Kingdom. And if anyone's ever watched the very end of uh, the Griswold, Griswold's journey across America, and the cast member said, oh, due to the weather, we've decided that we're going to cancel all of the Keys to the Kingdom tours today. Did you do a Clark Griswold and go and get hold of a gun? Yeah, because no, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I just told him. I just turned around and told him, no, it's not happening, mate. I was in <laughs> Chicago. I should have been here, Philly. I should have been here 24 hours ago. You're having a laugh. This is Florida. <laughs> Get yourself sorted out. And actually, his wind-up really backfired on him. And so it went, I, went, I went and did these to the kingdom. And he was the same character to absolutely everybody and a very, very good cast member. But was it fair to actually smack him in the face? I'll leave that for everyone to decide. And for anyone who knows me, they'll know that I didn't. I just basically took the proverbial throughout the whole tour and made him pay for the very fact he tried to wind me up. <laughs> so oh. I wound him up for the whole of the tour as well. But very, it's a real very shame, John, that you weren't recording the entire tour. <laughs> Sorry, Ben, what was it's that? It's a shame you weren't recording the entire tour. It's a shame you're not allowed to film because that would have been interesting to watch. Do you know something? It's before the time I even had a a phone that could record anything and that's and that's a, that's that's a sad indictment of how far things have come because the video camera i had was rubbish the phone i had was rubbish i've got one photo of him I'm, i might in fact for the show notes i'll tell you what i'll name him shame him <laughs> I've, got, I've got a photo of him and it's just like yeah it's you it's you you thought you were being dead funny you picked the wrong person at the wrong day the wrong time and like you say lloyd yeah 
if it had been the Griswold Griswold going going and getting a gun, it probably would have been then. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Thanks, John. Thanks. And it was so it was, it was worth the money to treat yourself for the Keys to the Kingdom tour, I imagine. It was a it was a it was a, it was a Christmas present, and I've got to say, it was the most amazing thing to be able to go and do. It's just it's like any time, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, and actually, the behind the scenes stuff is something that I would. If I don't want to, I don't want to put any spoiler out there for anyone who's never done it. It was just like it was amazing. It really was, and I, I, I'm, I'm now getting to get the time with my kids where they're just about at that age where maybe the next time we get to do that, we do it as a whole family, and they, and they've always sort of cast that back as like we we went and spent four hours in magic kingdom while you went and got to see everything in the background <laughs> did they have charging privileges while they were out without you john was those the days no. where your room card you nope. could charge everything no nope, we didn't even have a room card <laughs> you're better <laughs> happy days yeah. thanks john um ben over to you oh we, we've been to uh, Walt disney world several times um through christmas sort of period like early three times yeah so <laughs> she says silently yeah it's like half our trips isn't it almost yeah and a lot of the time we go and we'll do mickey's very merry christmas party so we've as we've done it a few times we sort of know what do we expect until last year which looking at the weather forecast we knew we were in for a slightly damp evening and we got there and it just rained. It was that fine drizzly rain that just doesn't go away, but you get really wet. It's just like being on a splash mountain with that poncho. Worse. Yeah, it's, it's like being on the barges at um, Universal without a poncho. Yeah. It's that, yeah. that kind of wet we're talking. But it was the Did best. Did you need to be all Peter K then, Ben? <laughs> no, it, it was the best evening. Backslide, I've been dying to say that, isn't it? Yeah. Rain, 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 rain. yeah. Pushing through, everybody in. <laughs> Do you know, it, it was the, it was the best evening that we'd had. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> it was one of the best evenings we ever had at a Christmas party. Um, the queues were short. The even though that we couldn't see much of the fireworks, the new show that was on because sort of rain and fireworks don't mix. So it was just like this thick fog. Um, surrounding Cinderella Castle, it looked more like it should have been for um, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party and Christmas. But um, we thought we'd skip the um, parade, which was really good. Um, we thought we'd do it later in the evening so we can get on and do things like Jungle Cruise or Jingle Cruise. And I have a video here of what happened at the very end. So. As you can see, that was the weather we got, and the parade was cancelled due to inclement weather. The first one had gone on ahead, oh. so we were gutted, but it didn't take away anything of the evening. That It was still the best one ever, um, and what will be a few days later was more that people were asking for their money back because of the weather, and Disney were offering it. But it was one of those things. That we, we never even contemplated it. We sort of 
had lots of snacks, all the cookies going round, and it was just one of the best times that we'd ever had in a Disney park. Even though we're completely soaked. Oh. <laughs> Good to see the Christmas rainy day cavalcade. Yep, cavalcade, which cavalcade. That's the one. Which is very, very The rare. last time I think it was there was in twenty fourteen, I think. Yeah. So it doesn't happen very often. But yeah, have any of you guys done the party before? Yeah. Yeah. We've done it three times now. Yeah. Uh, twice in one hit one time. Yeah. Yeah. Would you do it uh, again? Absolutely. Yes. I know there's always this perennial debate about is it worth the money and the price keeps going up and up and it is a lot of money. And I think it's an individual decision. You have to know what's right for your particular party. Um, for us, we don't have small children. We don't have any children. So, you know, we can keep going till late at night. You can do the second parade, which when it happens, which it usually happens, is much quieter. You can do the last castle show, which is much quieter. Um, so, yeah, for us, it's all about all the shows. People say, oh, it's just, you know, it's a lot of money for a couple of cookies and some hot chocolate. But there's so many shows to see and so much special stuff to do. Um, After me, it's not just a couple of cookies. I think yeah. we ended up with nearly 20. Yeah, <laughs> we hadn't eaten, and we'd eaten a few going around as well. That's what yeah. we took back to the hotel room. Yeah, nice. Yeah. We I really like the uh, Tomorrowland show, uh, which is one that doesn't get a lot of love. Actually, it's yeah. very different from all the others. The others are quite kind of sentimental and and so on, whereas the Tomorrowland one is all about um, Buzz Lightyear and Mike Wazowski and Stitch, and and it's all it's quite funny. It's got some songs that we've pinched and used in various contexts and yeah it's a great laugh even though you can pay for the upgrade ticket you can also upgrade it even more because they do a um sort of dessert party yeah which we, we've not done but um I, i'm not sure whether i'd want to pay an extra sort of 99 dollars on top of like 79 dollars for the ticket just yeah. to sort of have more treats but then i'm losing out if i don't get to see the parade or there's sort of time so it's, it's a thing definitely that we'd look into but i'm not sure whether i'd spend so another hundred dollars on eighty that we'll be spending. Certainly wouldn't be worth it the first time. I think it, the first time you do it, you really do need to experience the atmosphere and walking around the park. In yeah, yeah. Ben, yeah, do you get um, do you get annual pass discount and stuff on the hard ticketed events? Yep, you get annual pass and DVC discount. Okay, it's a so, five, it's a five or ten dollars off. So if you've got an annual pass or your DVC, you can get. Get a bit of money off. Yeah. A bit of money off, it helps. And if it's, if, I'm not sure whether they were planning to do it this year, but I know last year they did the Halloween um, oh, sort of yeah, special offer. Where the repeat. Get a season ticket. Yeah. I'm well, not really sure whether they're going to do it again or not, but if it was a Christmas we were out there, we'd do it. Halloween season ticket and diabetes all in one go. <laughs> <laughs> 20 With 20 we cookies are. for a Christmas night, you're looking at diabetes there too. <laughs> Yeah, we used um, for the second time we went last time, if that makes sense. We used our two hundred dollar gift card, yeah, to pay for it. So we didn't actually pay for it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So Mickey paid for it. So you know, yeah. Yeah. So we were friends last year who did the same thing. They had their two hundred dollar yeah. gift card and they used that. Yeah. Yeah. That's just a, a nice way of not having to worry about it. But um, and the further closer you norm, in normal sort of 
or years uh, when you get close to christmas a lot of the stuff happens throughout the day yeah, so yeah. they start doing the parties in mid-november yeah. sorry yeah. mid-december yeah. yeah and then introduce the parade every day and uh, that's what i was going to ask you as well ben because it, it, it's a really the christmas parade and then halloween get, halloween gets an awful lot of plaudits for what it offers people and for what it is all about but the, the christmas one is just in a way darkness doesn't really do it justice of an evening time and when you when you have the opportunity to see it mm. in the daylight it mm. what it becomes really a really beautiful parade to try and take photographs of but secondly it, it kind of changes the whole atmosphere and yeah. in, in a way it becomes it becomes more accessible to young kids as well doesn't it it's yeah that's true I don't know. It's a, weird, it's a strange one. It's no right or wrong. It's... I think in sort of times of COVID, I like that what they're doing at the minute is the cavalcades. Yeah, and I think that will go really well in future. Whether you pay for an extra party, which is sort of there's less people, but I don't think you'll still have crowding. So I think they could run the cavalcades a lot throughout the night, and I yeah. think it will just create a different atmosphere. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Cool. cool. Thanks, Ben. Um, Peter, what about yours? It's a tricky one. Um, there's lots and lots of stuff. Um, I like the fact that you get to meet rare characters. Um, we've mainly done Paris for Christmas. We've, we've done Disney WW twice, but mainly Paris. And Paris tends to bring out some of the odder characters for Christmas, which is interesting. So we met Sandy Claus. So I think we've got a picture of uh, Sandy Claus. Yeah, um, yeah, there, there we go. Yay, it, and that was a really good meet and greet. Yeah, we met um, Scrooge McDuck, that was really good as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, so that's nice. And at the parties, you get all these strange, the, the rare characters like the seven dwarves and stuff like that, mm -hmm. as you do at any of the other parties. But yeah, there's just something about being there at Christmas, particularly Disneyland Paris. There's just something a bit more magical than any other time of year, mm -hmm. and it's difficult to describe. So yeah. that's what I love about it, really. Uh, and to plus it up, sorry, Ross <laughs> Lanny. Oh, there, there you go, there he is. Um, and to plus it up, well, as I said, we did it twice one year. We We decided on spec the day before to do the party a second time because we've been with uh, friends who live in Florida first time and then we decided we wanted to do it our way and we got to do some different things to the first night and yeah. it was just really good wasn't it it was yeah so I just love it I'm a sucker for the whole Christmas sparkly lights festive music bring it on Although it does feel odd with the snow soap, the snow. Yeah. <laughs> it should feel cold. It feels warm. Oh, well, if you go to Disneyland Paris, you see, you can get real snow sometimes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's me, really. Cool. Thanks, Peter. Uh, Sammy? Yeah, so I've never been during Christmas or, or anything like that. I okay, uh, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying, yet. I just, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yet, 
Um, I, if I have to choose, I always prefer to go to Florida during Halloween. That's just my preferred time to go. I don't remember the last time I seen Disney and Magic Kingdom without the Halloween decorations. Probably a long time ago. Um, but it's something I would consider maybe if I had kids in the future. But for for now, it's not something that really interests me that much. I would just much rather go during Halloween. Go the last week of October and the first week of November as it changes from Halloween to Christmas. Yeah, yeah. You get the best of both worlds. And then it'll be so busy. It's not too bad. The no. first we, week we, of November is not usually We've always done the first two bad. weeks of November and it's quiet. Yeah, but the last week in October, is that not going to be super busy? Because mm. Halloween. Depends what you call busy. It's... I don't know. Yeah, it's from the other park, you know, but that's like a other busy park. thing. <laughs> the Wonder Universal. I like to go to Halloween Horror Nights, obviously, at Universal, and that is just too busy the last week of October because of Halloween. So, yeah. Three week trip. One day, it'll happen one day. <laughs> Do you know what those tell me? Before kids, and you're not tied to school holidays or anything, you can get some cracking deals and yeah. note, well, all through yeah. November for flights. Yeah, even around Thanksgiving because the UK we don't really give them monkeys about Thanksgiving. Yeah, we we don't get penalised on pri um, flight prices either. So it's still even if you're going towards the end of November, really yeah. cheap. Get some yeah. well, you to be able to, and I imagine in the future you'll be able to get some cracking deals. So you'll oh. see that sort of uh, Disney at Christmas um, setup. Yeah. As, yeah, as long as you don't tie them with half-term holidays, that's the only for the UK because yeah. that's generally two last couple of weeks or so of October. But um, I think the cheapest we got it for first two weeks of November was £350 direct. That's yeah. good. Um, I remember I have to come from Glasgow to London then. <laughs> <laughs> the airlines shutting down and things. <laughs> Sounds like a new problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. England. I'll tell you what I would add though and I think this is really important because I've got friends who, who do listen to the show um, every month and they were due to come back only a matter of days before we recorded this uh, and they'd actually planned that Halloween into Christmas transition but I've got to say you know anything that we've ever spoken about about Christmas is that whole of the dream lights on the castle in Magic Kingdom just completely change. You know, even even the hardened, most uh, Halloween-centric view of Magic Kingdom. You, you wait and see. Wait and see. That castle, that castle lit up is, is just the most incredible <laughs> sight it is beautiful, Sammy. And I know. I thing is, I I start saving now. Start saving now. And go on the <laughs> Christmas trip. Just to go, just to go, just to go see the, see just, the castle. Just go see it. Sammy, you're a fan of Frozen, aren't you? Pardon? <laughs> you're a fan of Frozen? Uh, yes. Uh, you need to see a Frozen holiday wish. Yeah. It, yeah. It's the um, sort of lighting ceremony of the um, yeah. of the lights on the castle. Oh, that sounds neat. Yeah. But I'm a Halloween girl at heart, even though I'm currently wearing tinsel. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I, I don't know. It's just like it would me it would melt your heart, Sammy. It really oh, I don't know. Yeah. It, it's just, it's incredible. And I 
I don't know. It's just it's it's the one site that uh, as a I don't know as, as, as a first timer to, yeah. to Christmas season, it's the one thing. It's the one thing that would just invite you back time and time again, just to, just to see the castle lit up so am amazingly. I would like to do maybe Christmas through New Year because I would love to be there for New Year. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it, doesn't, it doesn't change much for New Year. Just don't, keep that to yourself. <laughs> and then, and then, when you get to about the fifth or sixth of January, anything that's due a refurb tends to close because all the Americans <laughs> have got home. But again, keep that one to yourself as well. You know, if you'd ever got to Pleasure Island, Sammy, before it uh, all got changed, it was New Year's Eve every night. Oh yeah. really? Yeah, at midnight. Mm. Mm. That would have yeah. been fun. Always leading me astray again, Sammy. It's not. It's not <laughs> anymore, is it? It's busy springs now, but. Yeah, we need to try and recreate it. Maybe <laughs> just I don't know, just in, in the hotel. I'm going to life. So unlike Sammy, I am a Christmas girl. I love Christmas, even if I'm stuck in the UK. I love Christmas. So Christmas plus Disney is kind of my idea of heaven. Um, and there is so much to do at Disney outside of the parks, not including, you know, it's stuff that you don't have to pay for. So there's the gingerbread houses at the resort, the deluxe resorts that you can go and see, and they've got little shops, and you can go and buy little bits of gingerbread. And there's the Christmas tree trail at Disney Springs, which is really good. We did it last year. They've changed it a bit this year due to COVID. So instead of all being in one little place, they've spread all the trees out throughout Disney Springs and you get to go on a little Christmas tree hunt. And they theme them all to different Disney things. So there'll be a Star Wars themed tree or a Mulan themed tree. And they're just really pretty to see. Yeah. I could probably go on and on, to be fair. Basically, Becca says, Christmas, yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Christmas tree yeah, trail now. I don't what you can do at Epcot at Christmas yet, so... Yeah. <laughs> with, with the Christmas tree trail at Disney Springs, with it being all spread out as well, you can make a kind of an afternoon of it, because you can get your little... Um, scavenger hunt book for the for the christmas yeah. trees and then you can just almost like a mini eat and drink away around the world just do disney springs yeah. have some snacks and a couple of drinks and get through all yeah. the trees and then go and claim your, your and pins. yeah the unless you're buying loads of snacks price. and shopping in all the shops but yeah yeah <laughs> the prize is a, a badge isn't it a button yeah I, I think as well, though, back uh, and I think this goes back to sort of the deluxe resorts, but Grand Floridian in particular, if anybody gets, you know, if you're planning a trip at Christmas and this year, since we can't go, they've decided not to make the, the gingerbread house. Um, but it's it's a sight to behold. It really is. And and you get into that that whole sort of atrium within, within the, the Grand Floridian and the actual smell of gingerbread is just so incredible. And and I think if I think if you troll through Disney Plus, there is the video that actually they've recorded, and it's been available for a number of years now about how it's actually built. And it's it's a beautiful watch, and you just you want to go there. It just invites you back there, and it's a very a very very Christmassy feeling. 
I like that every result's got something different as well. Yeah, yeah. It's not all just about the standard gingerbread house. It's, yeah. Um, I know there's a frozen one normally and contemporary. Contemporary, yeah. We were there for the first year of that. Yeah. yeah. I've done we, it every year. We've been trying to get the Beach Club Carousel, uh, but that wasn't up yet. But we ended up, we were going to contemporary anyway for lunch to go away. And we just turned up and there was this amazing, um, like a sculpture. Um, it's a flat sculpture that, that goes up against the wall. And it's it's a tribute to, um, it's a small world, Mary Blair. Mary Blair style, but it's the characters from Frozen. And um, we actually ended up talking to the chef who created it. And there was a signing of a limited edition pin the next day. And uh, we said, oh, well, we won't be there for that. But never mind. Hope it goes well. He signed a pin for us. Oh, oh. nice. Really sweet. And there are something like 16 Olafs on that one that you have to find. Yeah. <laughs> and there's lots of hidden Mickeys on all of them. There yeah. Are, yeah. 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 Then there's the carousel. The carousel at um, Beach Club. Beach yeah. Club is nice. It's yeah. excellent. Yeah. The first one I really came across was the train train layout in Yacht Club. Mm. That's really good. That's not gingerbread. That's a it's like a model village. No, the I village think. is a gingerbread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, lo I love it when next to all of them is a sign saying all the ingredients. Yeah, you think, yeah. oh, that's an awful lot of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> it must be really hard. By the time that they actually finish with it as well, I just no way would I eat it. Well, no, you didn't know. No. <laughs> yeah, don't eat it. No. Yeah. Right, so advice to any anyone listening: don't even try. I think that's it. <laughs> Buy the fresh ones. Yeah. yeah. Buy the packets they sell next to it. Not try and snap a bit off as you're yeah. walking past. From the Grand Floridian, I'm fairly certain they actually sell it to you from inside the house. Yeah. They do. Yeah. 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 They do. I'm sure yeah. there's a fairy story about not eating a gingerbread house somewhere along the line. <laughs> 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 Very healthy warning that goes with that anyway. <laughs> you can eat gingerbread and just not a gingerbread house. Yes, exactly. I can I can see a film being made. Maybe it's maybe it's the third frozen. Not, not eating, not eating gingerbread houses. Or someone's put some strawberry syrup on Olaf and decides yeah. to eat him. No <laughs> home. <laughs> right. thanks, Becca. Um, Jill. Yeah, um, I think the thing that's not been mentioned yet is uh, at WDW is the um, candlelight processional, which is something that happens. It's kind of their version of a carol service, sort of, but that makes it sound very boring, and it really isn't. Basically, it's the Christmas story with carols sung by this amazing masked choir, um, and they usually have celebrity narrators. So we saw Whoopi Goldberg. Um, they tend to have people like Neil Patrick Harris and various actors and famous people and so on. Um, and... You don't have to spend any extra money. You can stand at the back and watch it. It's in the America Gardens Theatre, so you can stand and watch it and not spend any extra money. But they do tend to have a dining package if you want to have a guaranteed seat. Um, and if you're going to eat in Epcot anyway, it's probably worth doing. Um, certainly the queue would be over an hour long uh, without the package the day we did it. 
So, uh, yeah, well worth doing. And uh, tell them your Santa story. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but um, we did the first time we did um, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Uh, it was my birthday and I had a birthday button on and Santa in the parade spotted my birthday button and shouted happy birthday to you. And I was just so buzzed just ridiculously overwhelmed that Santa had actually wished me happy birthday. I'm like, I'm what? Life made. Ever. Yep. <laughs> it was wonderful. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Can, I, can, I Thanks, pick up on, can I pick up on the candlelight processional? Mm. Because I think many of us have probably watched different narrators do their, their part of, of adding to Disney Christmases. It is the most beautiful thing, and it's the. I think it remains on probably anyone who's never been at, at Christmas time, or has been at Christmas time and not seen it. It's on your it's on your must do list because it is beautiful. It is truly, truly spiritual, and it's it's a I don't know. This it, it, again, it just it pluses up that whole Disney experience at Christmas. Mm. It's something you would never get in a British theme park. No, no, it feels right in a in a Disney theme park. Yeah, and it's in the right and it's in the right place as well. And I think it adds an awful adds an awful lot to Epcot. Mm. I think because I think we've I think we've talked about Magic Kingdom an awful lot. Um, and and Epcot Epcot has got a hell of a lot out there with. The holidays around the world, which I'm, I'm trying not to, I'm not, I'm trying not to tread on Claire's toes because I don't know what Claire's going to talk about. But the candlelight processional is is really the jewel in the crown for for Epcot, and it really it draws an awful lot of people in. But it's 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 just put it on put it on your list if you've never seen it. Do if you're planning for the future, go and check out so many different versions of it on YouTube. It's it's a wonderful, wonderful experience. Yeah. Fantastic. Claire, what about yourself? Yeah, it's, it's only you and me left, Lloyd. Um, <laughs> That's kind of been done. That's been oh, stolen. No, no, so I have not yet been to Walt Disney World at Christmas. I'm not even going to go there. Um, I, yeah. So you're not ever going to go there? No, can I? No, no. Because Claire was meant to go at Christmas this year. Claire's holiday has been cancelled along (gasps) with everyone else's. And do you know something, Claire? We all feel your pain so much. I'm not the only one who's had it. It was that time. It was that time. 2020 Christmas was going to be Claire's Christmas at Disney. Christmas is cancelled for me. And it's back. Uh-huh. Um, it's Christmas at home now. That's it. You're stuck. Oh, no, we're already looking at where we can. Go. I know. Don't worry. I, know. But, no, um, I, really, I really fear for you. So. But but saying that, um, I have been really lucky because uh, Disneyland Paris is just down the road. So we've been. Um, I've been to Disneyland Paris at Christmas probably upwards of twenty five times. Um, so I don't. I don't feel bad to be honest with you. Um, it just so happens that that's a really good time for us to go. And I think, as Peter said earlier, 
Disneyland Paris at Christmas is really, really special. It absolutely is my favourite time to visit there. And I think it is about the weather. I think it's about the, the how twinkly the park looks. There's something amazing about the snow on Main Street. It snows like every 15 minutes and you know it's coming because there's like little twinkly bells and then suddenly the snow appears and it's it's really, really beautiful. Um, but things have changed quite a lot over the years. So going back, and I think there's a photo of uh, how cold it can get in Disneyland Paris. <laughs> so back in 2009, that is, um, so that is New Year's Day. And that is Lake Disney and the whole thing is frozen. So if you know Disneyland Paris, that's a massive lake that runs between Newport Bay and what was a New York, um, Hotel New York, and soon to be the Art of Marvel. Um, and that lake just completely frozen all the way. It had snowed overnight and this was really quite early in the morning. And uh, yeah, that's Dan with Morgan when Morgan was small. <laughs> uh, so he's now six foot two. Uh, and, and that's that's quite a big difference but this is back in 2009 um on new year's day and yeah that that's how cold it gets in disneyland paris at christmas it's proper brass monkeys um but the other thing that used to happen at disneyland paris and doesn't anymore and i'm sure there are lots of really good reasons for is they used to have animals in the parades so they used to have actually real live reindeer I think there's a photo. So I, I found this going back through all my photos. They used to have reindeer uh, pulling Santa's sleigh. I mean, that particular reindeer doesn't look particularly impressive. <laughs> it, it doesn't look very happy. They used to have. So this was one of the best shows ever, which was the ice skating, Mickey and Minnie's Winter Wonderland ice skating show in the old Frontierland Theatre. Um, the one that if you sat behind a post, you couldn't see anything at all for the entire show. Um, and this ran probably for about five or six years. And it was an, there was an ice rink in the middle. And towards the end, to get all the cast off, these two great big horses trot on across the ice rink. And you just think, this is crazy. This is insane um, on an elevated stage. So Disneyland Paris used to really go for it with the animals over Christmas. It didn't happen other times of the year other than the odd duck at Easter. But um, yeah, it was... <laughs> It was it was bizarre. You don't get that now, unfortunately. I but imagine what, that has something to do with the mess. Well, <laughs> no, I think it's probably about health, yeah, health and safety. Oh, health and safety is Christmas. I think it's probably about yeah. Uh, the, I, you, you still get obviously the horses on Main Street pulling the um, the carriage, but it's. Uh, it, I think there's something really special about um, the the weather, particularly just brings that. What we know is Christmas. I'm sure that our colleagues over in, who live in, you know, different parts of the world may think it's really bizarre to have a cold Christmas. But for certainly for me, uh, Christmas should be cold. And therefore, going to Disneyland Paris feels right. I'm not sure how we would have coped in, in Orlando in Christmas. I think it would have Just been a bit strange. Yeah, conditioning. Just come with us at Christmas time. You'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that. Uh, yeah. And the other thing about Disneyland Paris at Christmas is the hot chocolate, because obviously oh, yeah, you have to yeah. stay warm. So, Disneyland Paris hot chocolate is like the most amazing stuff you have ever tried in your entire life. So, something about standing watching parade with a hot chocolate, um, the soap comes down. Uh, it, the atmosphere is incredible. So, um, I would say that 
The other thing about Disneyland Paris at Christmas, a bit like Walt Disney World, is the resort hotels do stuff. So there is a gingerbread house in the Disneyland Hotel and it smells amazing. It's nowhere near the sized scale of the one um, in the Grand Floridian, but it is still there. And you can still buy bits of gingerbread. Um, and they put the most beautiful tree in uh, up on the first floor outside Cafe Fantasia, right in the centre, outside Inventions and the California Grill. They put a really stunning tree because it's a big lofted ceiling. Yeah, and it's gorgeous so to go up there and just sit and have a drink at the end of the day, and so you know, nice smelling hotel with Christmassy mm. stuff. It's it's beautiful. So yeah, go. Uh, I used to like the uh, Hotel New York at Christmas. That would be my location of choicey because you could go ice skating at the end of the day outside. Um, I'm really excited to see what they do with the Art Marvel Hotel, but I will miss New York. But so, um, no, ice skating. So did you? Could you go ice skating on the lake? <laughs> no, but we did see quite a few ducks getting very confused as to why they can swim. They're almost like banging on it with, the, with their foot, going, What's going on? Because it hadn't been frozen like two days before, it hadn't been frozen. And then for like 48 hours, the temperature had dropped to about minus nine. Um, that's and not, it was that's not, that's not even Scottish cold, but <laughs> it was, you know, I'm pretty resilient, and yeah. that it was really, really cold. We'd had a beautiful meal the night before in um, in the yacht club restaurant, and yeah, characters, it was New Year's Eve, we'd paid a fortune for it because at Disneyland Paris, you have to buy the posh meal at Christmas, there isn't any other option unless you're eating Chris, uh, um, cheap <laughs> quick service. But <laughs> so we'd had a really nice meal. And then got up the next day to go to the park, and it was just like, "Wow, this is cold." So yeah, it's it's did pretty anything special. Like, sort of stop working, or just did they close anything because it was so cold? Yeah, they closed um, Thunder Mountain yeah. um, because the rails were frozen, um, and also uh, Indiana Jones. So the outside stuff kind of mm. froze. And if you went on, so I'm trying to think what else we went on. Uh, Casey Junior had closed we went on the storybook boats ride and i think we were frozen at the end of that because it's so slow moving <laughs> but even that like the wind chill it was like those photos of people's hair that's like frozen yeah um and it really didn't warm up for the rest of the trip we were there for about five days and it, it didn't really warm up at all um and actually it snowed really heavily the following day so that we were like trudging around in our boots in sort of four or five inches of snow around um and it was it was strange it's net i it I mean, we've been lots of times at Christmas and it's never been quite that cold, but it is always that when you get inside, you have to like take off 15 layers before yeah. you can sit down yeah. and eat. But, you know, that's that's half the fun. You forget what it's like and then you go outside and it hits you again. But mm. there's nothing like watching a parade when you're standing shivering. <laughs> the, um, the studios do the food festival the last few years um, at Christmas and you get mulled wine and you get gingerbread and you get all the Christmassy stuff there. And that's a, a really good fun thing to do as well. Yeah, you get that walking through the Disney village too. So um, they've done that for quite a few years, yeah. walking through the village where you get some, apparently you can get a glass of mulled wine as you walk back to the hotel. Mm. I've heard take people tell me such stories. <laughs> <laughs> the first year we went to Disneyland Paris at Christmas, the Disneyland Hotel didn't have a gingerbread house. It had... Um, it had an, an icing house that was all white, mm. and it had a great big three-tier cake with a massive statue of Beauty and the Beast mm. on top. Yeah. And that that was really nice. It was really different. Yeah. 
I've got some photos of the gingerbread house uh, from two or three years, actually. Um, I'll get them for the show notes there um, and, and share them. It's really pretty, but it, it looks like the baby version of the one in the Grand Floridian. Yeah, yes. We'll see if we can find, I'll see if I can find one for comparison. <gasps> we can compare the size. God <laughs> forbid that anything in America is bigger than over here in Europe. Boys <laughs> <laughs> done. No, it's um, it's 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 good because it's like you, you guys appreciate it as well. But you know, we don't. You know me; I don't always do the parks when, when we do our visits. And um, so we've been we've been once in the sort of November period where it does transition from from Halloween into Christmas. And I think we only did one day. I think we had two day park tickets. I think we did. Um, we definitely did. I think we did Magic Kingdom and Epcot while we were there. And um, obviously, the parks are dressed up nicely. But what we did a lot of the time was we'd just jump on the monorail loop or we'd go and visit the different hotels. And we were yeah. staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge at the time. And the parks, you get that instant snap from Halloween to Christmas. But the hotels tend to be stagnant a little bit. So mm -hmm. I remember going to, to bed one night in Animal Kingdom Lodge and everything just was kind of normal. And then the next morning getting up and I was going to, uh, to fill our refillable mugs, doing the little dad job in the morning, getting a coffee and a, and a Coke. And then there's a... A massive Christmas tree being erected in the uh, in the Animal Kingdom Lodge lobby, just overnight. It just gone to bed, and then the, the amount of work they must have done. While most, well, all guests are probably probably uh, snoozing, and then get up in the morning, and it's all up, uh, and just looked absolutely amazing. And all the garlands and things um, in Animal Kingdom Lodge, uh, as well, just just in the blink of an eye, just just of a, a period of sleep, it's all there, um, and then. When we were there, there won't be in place at the moment, but there was photo pass photographers as well in front of the uh, some of the Christmas trees at various times. Yeah. So we got some nice little little shots done, um, Animal Kingdom Lodge. But then, yeah, as I said, so if we're not doing the parks that often, we would just go to experience the Christmas sort of feel, still a Disney Christmas feel, but just in, in the different resorts. So you've talked about, um, is it Boardwalk with the carousel? Um, and then obviously Grand Floridian, we love Grand Floridian anyway, but you've got the gingerbread house. And as John said, the smell of the gingerbread house hits you as you go in. But then you've got that magnificent Christmas tree that you can see from a couple of levels as well. You can go up, uh, you go at least to the first, it may be second floor as well, if you haven't got club level pass. Um, and just see it from those views as well. It's just absolutely, the lobby in the Grand Floridian is amazing anyway. But being able to see the Christmas tree there as well, with all the decorations on there, but themed to the Grand Floridian, so all the bird cages and, and, and things like that. And then they've got the, the gingerbread house up towards the far end of the, of the lobby as well. Um, just just all, all absolutely fantastic. And um, now also, we've been watching a few of um, Page of Mr. Morrow's videos. You can get those actual Christmas tree decorations in some of the stores around uh, about Orlando. So uh, I forget which one it is. Lakeland, it might be the Lakeland um, Antiques Mall maybe, but you can actually buy, so like the birdcage that's been on the Grand Floridian Christmas tree in years gone by you can get it for your own tree now so yeah. that's certainly what we're that's on our little bucket list for when we get over in may <laughs> um we'll be we'll be trying to get a load of uh Chris, christmas decks for that um but yeah and, and you know you know you don't have to be in the parks um to, to experience that christmas magic because you feel it in the hotels and there's still that music played around and the one thing i love about i've spoken to john about this one thing i love about being in um in florida if, if any sort of any period that's close to Christmas time is, and you don't hear it in the UK, but you do a lot in Florida. Uh, Feliz Navidad, and it's just like, <laughs> I don't think I'd ever heard it before being there, being in Orlando at the time, and it's it's amazing, it's great. And now I just I search it in the, uh, all the times. I just play on my uh, on the uh, on the iPod over Christmas time here, and they're like, "What's this?" Oh, 
Give yeah. it two seconds, it'll be an earworm for the whole of Christmas then. Yeah, yeah put, it on, put it on your put it on your December playlist. I've got to say it's... Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and then if, if I'm gonna plus up a Christmas there, I'd just say merch, 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 merch. Just uh stock up on what, what you can. Because uh well, we always even if it's not Christmas anyway, we'll find some sort of Christmas shop and we'll always get a Christmas decoration for the tree. And that's the beauty of Disney and Universal as well. They've got the all year round Christmas shops, so you can go and get something. Yeah. I find I, I was about to say that. Ye olde Christmas shop <laughs> in Magic Kingdom in Liberty Square. Um I always go in there and last year I did buy some decorations and I was petrified because this thing was beautiful, this bauble. It was huge and it was stunning and for all the world money in the world i would have promised that was glass and millie picked it up and i was like oh my goodness um, and i was i was like it was like i was just like the panic in my face and there were some two amazing cast members who were there they were wrapping things and i was just like having this complete freak out meltdown at this you know seven-year-old picking up this thing i was like this is gonna go end badly and I and I was like, just just put it down gently, darling. Just leave it there. We'll we'll buy it, but just put it down. And the lady, the other cast members, like, no, no, throw it on the floor. And I'm like, what? And this thing was <laughs> honestly, I was like, no, don't, darling. It's fine. Don't. I think it was like fifteen dollars or something. I was like, don't, don't smash it. Um, but it wasn't glass. It was it was plastic. But it it felt and it looked and uh, the same weight as glass. You know, it was heavy and this thing was stunning. Um, yeah, so it was okay. They obviously have had many children in there several times, yeah, smashing yeah, stuff, and have decided not to sell any glass ornaments whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so a competition. I, so next time you go into a, <gasps> to a Christmas shop, you can break like something. It's like a, that's that's it's like a me. Like a Greek Christmas shop, just start flinging things. No, I'm panicking as much when I go in there and feeling like I'm going to break everything if I break. I know. <laughs> you know, it'd be something breakable. Yeah, and <laughs> Mills will find it. I, I know it. I was just going to say if anyone wants to know about where the Universal Christmas shop is, it's an Islands of Adventure and it's called Port Adventure Christmas Shop. Yep. I've been in there as well. We got. Um... We couldn't find as, as what didn't seem as good a quality as Disney or anything as I think it was one. It was like a niche bob, uh, a Grinch bauble I saw when I was in there, which I half fancy. But I just found the Disney shop a bit. I don't know. Just felt a bit better quality and it's, it's more different. Varied. Like I was smell when you go in there. Yeah, it's, it's different. Mm. But like they do like some really nice stuff as well, and they do similar stuff to Disney and 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 stuff. Um, there's like lots of nice Harry Potter stuff as well. So if you like Harry Potter and they have those kind of Christmas decorations. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the big difference is, is Disney yeah. seem a way of promoting it a lot more. Yeah. If it, 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 it's just, it's all, all there where Universal, you can find some nice stuff, but you have to look for it. Yeah. <laughs> can, I also, can I also add as well? Because I think yeah. there's, there's also, I, I absolutely, I love the shop within Magic Kingdom and, to walk through there in the middle of August and to actually be thinking about what you want from that trip on your Christmas tree uh, for December is is something is just a moment to behold. But <laughs> if anyone's ever been to the Disney in Disney Springs, there is also another Christmas shop which yep. is about ten times the size yep. of the Magic Kingdom, and it is amazing. It has got every single Disney merch. That you could ever wish to put on your Christmas tree around your house, 
and it is just I've I've you know even even doesn't matter what time of year you go, it is there and you can go and you can enjoy, and they still play Christmas music in the middle of <laughs> August. Yeah. Is that the one that's opposite the Goofy Candy Company? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Days yeah. yeah. of Christmas. Yeah, Days of Christmas. I, I love the little one them... tucked away in um, Disney Studios. Just by Muppet Vision 3D. That's just really away around yeah. Oh, yes. Just yes. hidden away really so it's never too yeah. busy. Not everyone yeah. knows about it. You've got a snowman outside. Yeah. Everyone knows it. now. Yeah. <laughs> and it, 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 it's a wonderful store. It's cool, I think. Is that it's right? beautiful. That's, that's another yeah. beautiful as well. I yeah. get sidetracked yeah. with the Muppet stuff over there. So. <laughs> that Muppet I don't know about the one at Hollywood Studios, but the one at Magic Kingdom and the one at Disney Springs, um, for a little added extra cost will personalize the ornaments as well yeah, yeah, well. yeah. So we've got a couple mm-hmm. yeah what i would one of the most amazing experiences for us at christmas was actually going to celebration and i know it's not disney and i know it's not parks but the area of celebration in orlando was just the most incredible place to go at christmas and it it just it snows it snows snows three times nightly or something on the hour from seven through till ten or whatever, but boy, what an experience it really was! It was beautiful, and and celebration itself, even just even just for a walk around, it's just amazing. It's a beautiful. It's, I don't know. It's a, it's a difficult one to explain, but it's you know it, it has previous history with Disney. But you just go and you soak up Christmas and it is just absolutely amazing. I think you're right, John. I think there's so many other things that you can do. And I know that there's loads we haven't mentioned and even just normal yeah. domestic residential house lights, yeah. I'm yeah. sure, are yeah. stunning. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. go and rent a golf cart and drive around Fort Wilderness yes. and look yeah. at the cabins yeah. that people deck up. I mean, I've seen yeah. some footage this year of the Halloween stuff that people have put up. I can't yeah. wait to see what people put up for Christmas. There's so many things you can do that aren't about going to the Christmas party or going to the parks to go yeah. and watch a Christmas yeah. parade or, yeah. you know, I, I just think this the opportunity and the options are massive. Um, yeah. As we shared those delightful tales, all bright and heartfelt, I could sense some spirits lifting and some frozen hearts begin to melt. So let's keep this ball rolling with this wondrous momentum. Let's hear of a home from home with the lovely Becca and Ben. Thanks, Lloyd. So I suppose the big question is, what is DBC? DVC is a points-based timeshare. That means that you will receive an allocation of points each year. Um, that you can use in that particular year, which means you're not locked into a particular week like you are with some other timeshares. Um, as I said, you can use your points at any time during the year at any of the 16 Disney resorts, in- which include Grand Floridian, Riviera and Alani. So you don't actually have to stay at Walt Disney World if you don't want to. Um, each night is a set amount of points and these vary depending on the season and the room type. So a two bedroom uh, hotel room, DVC room at Christmas is going to be cheaper than a one bedroom in the middle of May, for example. 
So you can purchase, if you purchase points directly from Disney, you also have the ability to use these on things like Adventures by Disney or the Disney Cruise Line. Um, you, your purchase price is set by choosing a home resort. So that's the resort that you actually own at. You can, you then get priority booking at that resort at 11 months. And at seven months, you have the opportunity to book at any of the other DVC resorts with availability. Yeah, purchase price also is set by how many points that you decide to buy in with as well. So it depends on how long the stay you want every year. It varies. So um, there are two ways of purchasing your membership. One is directly through Disney, and um, which is at the newer resorts, so like Alani, Copper Creek, and Riviera. The other option, which is the way we went, was through resale. So that could be any of the resorts that are currently on sale by an existing member. Um, so each resort's contract does have an end date. So it's a thing to bear in mind when you're looking at research into sort of other contracts. So there are some perks which you only get directly through Disney. These include food, merchandise, uh, things like annual passes for Disney World and Moonlight Magic events. So there are some benefits you do get if you do go through resale and they are top of the world lounge access and pool hopping benefit at certain pools and certain times of the year. Has that changed recently? No, still no, the same. Is it still the same? Still the same, changed still the same last time I looked on DVC's website. They change the rules every so often. If it does change, I will put a thing in the video. So, um, Another alternative, if you didn't want to go straight into buying a contract, is you could rent points from another member who's not using them that year. I think there's been quite a lot this year due to COVID that not all of us have been able to travel. Um, so you can rent your points from a member in a variety of ways. So you can go through places like the Dib Forum, you can go through Facebook groups, or you can go through a rental company like David's DVC. Um, so for example, 14 nights stay at Old Key West, end of August. If you were to go on and buy that through the Disney um, website, that would cost you just under £4,000. So DVC, that's 198 points. But if you were to rent those points, it would only cost you 2,900 on the current rate today. So that can change, but um, it's quite a saving. So Nearly two grand. One. Oh yeah, one. Yeah, a grand, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Maths, not my strong suit. Maths, and it's getting late, yeah, it's fine. So, um, yeah, other benefits of DVC results are what you get in the room. So you get things from that are different to a normal um, sort of hotel room. So you get larger um, villas. So you can go f from a studio that sleeps five all out to grand villas that sleep 12. You've got things like Cascade Cabins at Copper Creek. You've got yeah. the poly bungalows. And the tree houses at Saratoga Springs. Yeah. So if you've got a big group of you going, it's worth having a look to see how many points that's needed, how much that equates to in renting, and how much that's going to cost you if you... Just bought it direct. Well, split the cost between the two. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point, yeah. Um, housekeeping is something that is different compared to what you normally get through... Um, staying in the standard Disney room. So regularly it's trash and towel on your fourth night and a full deep clean on the eighth. Not sure how this is gonna change with COVID, but I know beforehand that they were doing trash on a daily basis as a security check. So it's just something slightly different you get with DVC. Worth keeping in mind that it's, you're not necessarily gonna come back to your room to a freshly made bed every day. Yeah. 
So the majority of the rooms, like I said, are larger and you've got more space. A lot of that is due to you get a balcony and you've got a kitchenette, even in the studios. One bedrooms and above come with a full kitchen as well as a washer and dryer. So if you do like doing your laundry or a bit of laundry while you're away, then instead of having to use the standard one, standard laundry rooms that cost a couple of dollars yeah. each time, then you've got one in your room and you don't, you can just pop down to the pool and yeah. have a relax. Also, um, one bedroom and above have a whirlpool bath. Oh, that is true. So. One day we're going to stay in a one bedroom so we can yeah. use that whirlpool bath. Yeah, that's true. Also, um, parking at the resort is included on the DVC booking, where you book just the hotel and without DVC points, it's not. So it's a thing to work into your finances and working when you crunch the numbers. Is it worth actually, instead of taking the offers like free dining, which we're doing at the minute, or free nights, whether if you booked a DVC room, which included the parking. So just a thing to think about. So any questions? None of this makes sense to me at all. Like I do not get it. You know you spend, say, uh, you buy a holiday, you go on Disney's yeah. website, and you type in Pop Century, but yeah. um, Old Key West comes up, and yeah. it's £4,000. Yeah. Say you pay that every year, and that was your trip. You mm -hmm. paid that every year. Um, if you went DVC, you you get your points, you buy that amount of points that would cover that same two-week stay. Okay. So that's 210. So okay. you, you get that every year, but you have to pay, but you bought into um, so DVC, so you've, you've spent 18000 Sorry, eighteen thousand nine hundred. But then, Break if you spent four thousand over ten years, how much is that? I'm not good at math. Forty thousand. <laughs> so, Sam, you could also spend eighteen thousand on the outlay, and because the points don't seem to be depreciating, you could sell in twenty years with twenty whatever years left on the lease for the same amount of money. So your payout for the points has cost you nothing at all. You've got that exact same money come back in. Now, if you get enough points as well, where after your holiday points every year, you can rent out some, or if you say go every two years, the points you've got left over, if you can rent them for the value of your dues as well, to pay all your dues, in theory, your DVC for going for 20 years has cost you zero, absolutely zero. Can, can I just ask, I think a lot of people who are either looking at it from the outside the dues that you have to pay each year how much how much does that equate to um, it varies on average it depends on what resort is your home resort so which one you choose to stay at um on average they're probably about between six and eight dollars a point so the more points you have the more it costs yeah yeah not can understand that and um, ours we've got 170 points and ours is approximately about 1250 dollars a year okay and that and to be honest, that, that that becomes a bit of a mystical part of DVC, and, and, and I've got to say, we we get a annual breakdown of what it covers. Yeah, no, no, so, and, no I, I totally get that, Ben. But from somebody who yeah. possibly would have made far better value of it many years ago, after you know, yeah. I'm I'm looking at this now, and I'm, I'm looking at so the the cost implication, and I'm thinking. That actually from DVC is is a real a real positive way of looking at investing if you want to go repeatedly over you, know, over you don't just have to go to Disney. 
you can use these in other places. So you can trade your points in and do, do an exchange program RCI. Um, so you can stay at thousands of different places around the world. We've looked at that as an alternative. Sometimes it's not worth the money. Yeah. Or not worth the money. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you, it's better off renting <laughs> yeah. those points out and using the money you rent out. Yeah. So if Sammy wanted to stay at Old Key West next year and we weren't using our points, we could rent them. So you, um, we'd, we'd agree on a price. Average probably is between 10 um, to £12 pounds a point. It's about $15 seems to be the, the average going rate at the minute. And it means that you could then stay in a DVC property and still get the benefits of DV, most of the benefits of staying in a DVC resort, such as the kitchenette, sort of the yeah. larger rooms. Um, yeah. Also a view that looks like this. <laughs> Worth it just for that view. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Also I've done it seven one. times now, John, renting DVC points. Really? Yeah, Stay like things like this. For example, Grand Floridian, one hundred and fifty pound a night. It worked out. At. Yeah, that was it. Which is the price of what a moderate? Yeah, yeah. If, yeah. If, if, if yeah. Animal Kingdom Lodge, ninety one pounds a night for my two weeks stay. Yeah, like I get, the, I get the rent. Like I think I've, 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 I've captured the rent. It's the buying it. Yeah, it, it, it's a lot of calculations. It's it's yeah, working it's out. Yeah. how often you're going to go to disney because it's one of those things if you go every other year yeah it's definitely right. a thing to look at because with the points you don't have to use them each year oh, so true. we have do they uh, yeah so what you can do is we get ours every march so we get 170 points every march so um what's happened obviously with covid we didn't use ours this time so we've rolled them over to next time but what you can also do is borrow from the year ahead as well. So technically we could have use of three years worth of points in one year. So you, you can bank them into the following, into, the, into that year and borrow from the one ahead. So you could go every three years and have a mega trip. So your next trip, you're going to the presidential suite in the grand <laughs> oh, oh, I wish. No, no, but, no, but, no, but, oh. yes. but you know, but you know something, Ben, what you're saying and Lloyd, I'm I'm really intrigued by your renting of points as well. In a way, you, you you're making more sense of it than than perhaps you know. I, I walk past those guys in the parks, and a couple of free fast passes and a, a you know a cupcake or whatever doesn't do it for me. I'm not giving I'm not giving up two hours worth of my holiday to go and listen to their spiel. You know, but but actually already tonight you you're actually getting into the nitty gritty of it. I, I, this is where I'm 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 already getting sort of <laughs> reluctant to admit that. Do you know something? Maybe maybe ten years ago this could have saved me a hell of a lot of money. Everyone worries when you hear the word timeshare because it's a typical thing of the eighties and nineties that yeah, everyone. Yeah. Oh no, this is something that I don't want to get involved in. Um, but with Disney, it, it's different. It still is a timeshare, but. The flexibility we like is that we could go any time of the year we wanted to. We're not tied in. So we're lucky that we don't have to go on school holidays and we can pick and choose when we want to go. Each season does cost more. So obviously Christmas and Easter are more expensive than if you went in sort of May or June. Um, and it depends on the points and depends on what sort of room you want to stay in. So obviously studio, which looks like this, is just is a, it's an average studio. So you normally have... That is, is, yeah, that's Bay Lake Tower. 
It's usually a king size bed and a queen size sofa. Some of them also have a single pull down as well. Yeah. Yeah. So some of the studio rooms can sleep up to five. That's one of the smallest rooms you can get for DVC, but they all have a kitchenette. So yeah. you've got that benefit. And this is one of the largest ones, largest studios. And it's got um, two bathrooms. So you've got a shower and a bath. And that's at the poly. That's the, that's poly. the poly. And there's that yeah. little pool side that I said yeah. about. Under the TV. But um, I think I kind of get it a bit, a bit more now, actually. Yeah. I, it, it's really great and playing. Like, it's one of those things to sit down and work out. I have to admit, it took us. Yeah. About at least two years, two years to think yeah. about it and actually the more i because when when you're there you talk to disney and it's like this sounds great you look at their price and you go um it's not for me yeah. it's like at the time i couldn't afford it and i just yeah. thought you know what yeah, yeah, and no. it, it was a commitment and it was like okay i'm on holiday yes this is mm. nice and but there was no pressure from disney which is what i wasn't expecting because when we've sort of unfortunately experienced another timeshare that we got spoken to roped into roped into by universal wasn't actually universal. no that unfortunately at universal they've got people selling timeshares to different sort of different companies we got caught on one on a really bad day uh, for us um it was the day that there was no power in universal studios so we just wanted some money back well, we just wanted, wanted to complain <laughs> so yeah unfortunately we got caught up doing this timeshare thing a few days later with them and they didn't want to let us leave yeah. Like, yeah, that's like the classic nightmare. Yeah, it, it was typical. It was uh, even if you pay one dollar a month, we still want you to join. It's like no, and at this time we'd already bought into DVC the month before. Mm -hmm. We'd already signed up contracts and everything. So oh, wow. it was like yeah. we'd already made the mind up, and we said we said that no, we're done. We don't want anything to do with this time here. We just want DVC. So we'd already made up our mind, but yeah, they didn't want to let us leave. But that was <laughs> we, we experienced both of sort of the pressure cell from that compared to what we got from Disney, where it was like, yeah. you sit, you talk, you chat, is. and it's like, Go that's away, have a think about it. Give us I think you're right. I think we've, Come I back. mean, several times, I would say, like, every time we go, we walk past that bit on the boardwalk where they've got the little open house flat community going there, and there's a nice two-bedroom, and you're like, oh, this is nice. And they're lovely, and they, you know, they give you a drink, and you have a chat, and you're like, oh, this is a lot of money. And I have no doubt that if we had, you know, £45,000 sitting in the bank doing nothing, we would absolutely buy it. But that, because of the, the fact that there's there's four of us, we would need a minimum of one bedroom, probably a two bedroom now because of the kids' ages. And so the cost becomes increasingly astronomical or apparently so. But we always go in, we always have a chat. Dan and I have a discussion about it afterwards. I'll just leave it like that. Ben, <laughs> I, you know, it's one of those things until you sit down and work out pound for pound how much you spend on your holiday. And, and that's what we did. We, that's the bit we did this after our yeah. third trip. And it was like after our third trip when we'd spent about four or five grand on each trip with mm. quite a few of them. It was like, do you know what? We bought our DVC. I'll say how much it was. We paid £8,000 for 120 points at the time from saratoga springs which would give us 10 days a year yeah and, and that's and, the thing that we we would absolutely love to do it and i yeah. have uh, you know fairly zero doubt that at some point in the future we will but we're just not at that point yet but yeah. we always go in and check and have a chat and yeah. and then have a have a discussion over a glass of wine and later on and go yeah if there's a particular resort you're looking for don't go direct to disney 
Yeah. Only Disney will only sell you their ones that they've got available. So yeah. as in the new ones, it's not ones that are being resold by other members. So you've, you'll only have Alani, which I think still has availability. There's a few left at Copper Creek and you've got Riviera. Yeah. So I would, but if you yeah, want any others, Copper Creek. I think if you go to Disney every year and you like to stay at the nicer resorts, I think it's definitely something to think about. I had to make we, we were pricing it up first of all on staying off site. Yeah. We would at the time when we were looking twenty fourteen, we'd never stayed on site. Yeah. yeah. And what made our decision the next year we went and we stayed at All Star Music. And we thought we liked being on site. Didn't it, it didn't like really thought music, even but... think about deluxe resorts or anything else but it was a resort we stayed at and thought we like being able to be in a disney bubble mm-hmm. and what we like the flexibility of is that we can now go 11 months and we go oh we'll book our home resort which is saratoga springs seven months we then get to see what else is available so we've stayed in boardwalk polly you're gonna list them all now aren't you uh, i don't know if i can remember them copper creek animal kingdom and animal kingdom kadani I'm jealous about Polly 100%. <laughs> you know what? It is a lovely. It really is. And um, even if you want to try it out, have a look into renting some points out. Yeah, yeah definitely. Mm. Like, I definitely would know that you guys have... That's the only thing I, in a way, would probably change the way we did things. I wish we'd rented. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing that stay at all-star music, maybe we rented points that year. Mm-hmm. Just a different resort. It's just a different way into it. And another benefit of dvc is parking if you stay yeah. on points uh, at your resort you don't pay for parking at your resort at your resort you have to pay for parking at the parks but you can just use the yep. on-site buses and stuff to transportation and then if you do go direct route so you it, it's not as easy to go we'll go resell or direct and um, if you look at direct you've got the benefit the extra perks of getting the discounted um, gold annual passes. Your food, and drink, your food, your drink, twenty percent, ten percent. It's your moonlight magic events. You get invited to, so it's working out what costs to, to you to certain other results. And so, also, can I just clarify? The there is there. there is costs on top, isn't there? If you own. Yes. You, have so your... you have your annual dues to pay. So, so it's like it's, a leasehold, isn't it? It's, it's, it's your like maintenance. A, so yeah. It's a leasehold maintenance contract that you pay yeah. whether you use your points or not that year. So if you yes. say you were talking so about if, having... I rented, if I rented them out, I just want to make sure that I've rented them out more than what covers the dues. Yeah. yeah. But if you were to bank your points for next year, for this you year still, and use them next still year, pay your dues you still for... pay. So you're paying for potentially you're paying for something you're not using. Yes. But you yeah. will be using those points. Yeah, no, I, I get that. It may feel like you're paying for something that you're actually not using. That's going to be the tough thing this December. Mm. Mm. So, you can offset that, Claire. So if you, the rental market tends to be roughly about twice the dues amount per point. So if the dues are seven pound a point, it tends to rent for fourteen. Uh, sorry, dollars a point. So if you say get enough points to go um, every year per se, maybe every but go every other year. So every other year you rent your points and that pays your dues for two years. So in okay. essence, you, in essence, your dues are paid for forever and you've still got your points to use every other year. Yeah. And then if, if, if your contract never depreciates and you sell it for what you bought it for, that's where I'm getting that, where it's all free, which I love. Yeah. I, I have to admit, we bought... Pay your money back. Okay. Yeah, we, we, bought our, 
points at eighty four dollars a point. If we were to buy the if to buy a resale now, it's same hotel, same, hotel, same sort of length of not length of time, but it finishes in twenty fifty four the for Saratoga. So um, technically now oh. it be, should be worth less, but it should be approximately $104 a point. That's yeah. about right, Ben, yeah, because they pop up yeah. on mine. So yeah. Actually going up in value. So than if we did sell, we would make a profit. And, and you know something, Ben, that's the, that's the hidden bit that is never, never totally apparent to you when you first it's see... It's not an investment opportunity. It's just a bonus that... Yeah. Disney seemed to everyone said Disney Resort. Yeah, but when you look at it, if you give someone the option of paying what 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 you pay and it's not much more, it's yeah. after yeah. we it it takes a lot of planning, and as we all know, we all like we to plan. A bit of a plan. <laughs> and it's we know we want to go to Disney every year or every other year or every few years. Can and, you sail back to Disney? Yes. Yes. And they'll go with the you technically sell it to someone else, but Disney get right of first refusal. So you get, they get 30 days to decide whether they buy it back for the price that you want or whether you sell it to someone else. Okay. That's a, it's a really interesting economic proposal, isn't it? That actually you can make money. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. throughout right. all of COVID, Disney did not buy a single property. No. Yep. Hmm. So I need to go and have a conversation. <laughs> Yeah. A conversation and look into it's going to be expensive. I can feel it's going to be expensive. It's like when we talked to the Watsons, and it was like we're going to Alani, do DVC, yeah, yeah, on yeah. cruise. It was just yeah. like the whole Vero yeah. Beach. I need to go to Vero Beach. It looked oh, oh sounds amazing. You can with DVC, it's a DVC resort. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, guys, people like us who are looking into um renting points as a possible future i mean we've just been as you always do you go on the website and you go on the disney website and you price up and you think okay i could stay at all-star music for such and such and then you look at points and you think hang on i could stay at animal kingdom villas for the same cost yeah. you know where do you find out that sort of information how do you go about looking up the costs and, and comparing um, on Disney's website, um, you can look up points charts so you can work out how much, how many points it is to stay at that place, that at that resort. Um, but I use a website called dvcrequest.com mm -hmm. and it's um, called David's DVC Rental. On there, there's a cost calculator. You type in, um, you choose your dates like you would on Disney's website, choose your resort, and you can choose between dollars it is to rent and how many points it is. So you can then compare that against what you found on Disney's website for staying at a different resort. But you'd have to pay in dollars, presumably. Yeah. yeah. And you can buy them off of... Um... You can rent them from other places, so Facebook yeah, groups, Facebook the groups, Dib. Yeah, I've rented every time off the Dib so far. The, the only if you know thing... somebody very nice yeah. that isn't going, they yeah. might sell you your yeah. points. Yeah. The rented off ben bear in mind is having a contract set up where with um mm. it can be a difficult thing especially with what's happened this year you mm -hmm. it's, it's not as easy to do it depends on how nice the owner is of the points yeah so sometimes using a david's dvc request as someone as a, a sort of An intermediary, intermediary mm -hmm. is a better option because you have a contract and generally what's come back from them has been like they will hold your points and you can reuse them on a resort for the next two years 
Yeah, they're giving credit notes, haven't they? Whereas I think private renters may not, they're not about, they're not bound to do that. So actually you might give them your money and then you can't travel and you're left with nothing and they've had, they've got your cash and their points back. Yeah. Um, so I think I think going through, I would um, probably look to go through a third party like David's yeah. or someone like that, just just for that security, I think, more than also, anything. Also, bizarrely enough, Disney do have an official Facebook group for DVC rental. Oh, really? Right. Yep, yeah, it's actually official. Mm. Oh, wow. Disney don't mention renting points, but there is a DVC official Facebook group. That's very interesting. It's one of those things. Just Claire, I've got to say that's that's I'm flabbergasted by that. We've all learned something tonight. Going to rent privately. But the other thing I would the other thing I'm trying to make the link as well because actually in our previous show we talked about villas. We're talking tonight about DVC. We'll go on to talk about the actual the actual buying of a hotel room on a per night basis yeah. and possibly possibly with a dining plan included or not or whatever and then and then we've got we've actually got something that we i don't know i'm I, my whole mind here is being changed about how you go and plan a future holiday because yeah. there's, there's so many there's so many really good options here and, and dvc Given given the options, and I know, like Ben mentioned about talking to the Watsons on our previous episode, um, and that they've they've managed to really max out the value for the DVC points um, with the cruise and Santa Vero Beach. They've even gone above us and gone for instead of when they add on points, we've bought always at the same resort. Yeah, they bought at different resorts. Yeah. So, because they want always want to make sure that they stay in a resort that's close to a park. So they've got was it one in Boardwalk, one in? Sure, if they want to find out, they should go and listen to the uh, yes, yes. to the episode. <laughs> yeah. Don't spoil it for them. That's all right. It's a two-hour long episode. I don't think I've spoiled it too much. Then so, to get the get the eleven eleven month window, do you just need one point in that hotel, and then just add all your other points to it, or does it all have to? All the points have to be. You for need that to hotel? have. So you could technically book um, when your eleven month window hits. You've got yeah. a seven day. You can book seven days at once as soon as it opens. But you, you need have all your to be for that. Yes. Right, okay. Yeah, so you could technically book one night and then add on. But you'd right. need your, all your points. So it depends on how long your stay is. So, Lloyd, you're going next May, aren't you? Yeah. And if you've got a hotel preference, if you absolutely desperately love the poly and you only ever want to stay at the poly, buy at the Polynesian. Yeah. If you're not that fast on where you stale you want to try all of them which is what we did we want to try all of them or i want to try all of them so oh, oh, two <laughs> weeks two weeks in may uh very lake tower lake for you if you stayed in the studio the cost of that to rent is five thousand one hundred thirty dollars for two weeks what's that what's that in points though ben uh, in points, points i'll tell you what i got the 270 <laughs> But that's for two weeks. That's yeah. for two weeks. That's good. It'd probably so be what you, almost. What did you say in dollars? Uh, Five thousand one hundred thirty. So going on the point cost, which I rented my points for, which is about the average you get from the UK. So it's three thousand two hundred forty quid for two weeks. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? Yeah. And you can get deals as well if you keep it. If you've come to the end and there's availability and if people want to get rid of the points, mm. you can get. 
they can drop down well, to yeah. 10, well, 10 what, 20% off. 2014, I got my Grand Floridian Villa points that I rented for seven quid a point. Oh, and that's and when then, the dollar was worth something. Worth yeah, <laughs> and then even 2017, I only paid, oh, what was it, £8 or £9 a point for my Animal Kingdom Lodge points as well. Okay, here we go. Staying at that resort on Disney's website. Probably contemporary. Yeah. So don't shoot. No, there we go. Five thousand and twenty-seven pounds. Okay. Right. So you save me. rent. You save nearly two grand. Yeah. yeah. And you get your kitchenette. Mm. You get your top of the world lounge at Bay Lake Tower. Sorry, like Lloyd, the three thousand pound thing, like for renting, is that off the, the site that Ben was talking about? No, that's no, based on Ben's on the amount of points it takes. Ben was basically renting from them and gave I've, a dollar figure. Yeah. But mine is based on the, the amount of I roughly pay in this in this time for um, DVC points. It's around 12 quid, give or take. So on the amount of points Ben gave, that gives you about three grand. So it's always yeah, worth... It's generally a little bit lower at the minute because everyone's trying to sell their points. Yeah. Rent a point now because not everyone could travel. I'd say on average now it's probably about fifteen pounds a point. Okay. Yeah. I managed to snap my Saratoga Springs ones for May for twelve quid a point, but that was a few weeks ago. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, it, it is the options there for a lot of people, and I have to admit, we've never looked back. As soon as we we bought in twenty sixteen, and the results we've stayed in because we thought, oh, we're staying Saratoga every year. We've not done that. We haven't stayed, stayed there once. once. <laughs> but we like Saratoga. We part of the reason we bought Saratoga is because we liked Saratoga. Yeah. And it's a calculation during working out the Jews. The Jews were actually quite cheap for Saratoga, Saratoga compared to others. So Do you know, I actually think that fits in perfectly from our previous show. You know, it's like episode twenty six and we we're talking about my castle is a villa. And the the, the villa stay is a very similar situation and we talked at length on that we've now talked on dvc and i, I actually I, i've got to say I'm, I'm really intrigued and I, you know get calculator out guys because it's it, it's a close run thing Right, so joining us today for our carousel of questions, we have Paul and Cheryl from That UK Disney Couple and from Saturday Night Discussions on YouTube. Hey guys, you all right? Hi. Hello. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Coping, I think. Yeah, we're, we're good. We're good. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. I'm really looking forward to this. We've, uh, as you said, we tried to avoid listening to what our other fellow Saturday Night Discussion co-hosts have said so we don't end up copying their answers so we're, we're looking forward to then going yeah. back and seeing what they said oh, yeah. okay so the questions we've got 14 questions they are quick fire um but you can you can have different answers so it'll be interesting to see whether um both sort of, you say the same thing so let's start with the first question um, favorite yeah. let's say quick fire. I'm, I'm an hour about it okay i'll try i'll try if you want to, you can expand on your answers if you've got a reason. Okay. <laughs> expand after, not before. Okay. <laughs> okay, question one. Favourite park? Epcot. Magic Kingdom. Question two. Ride that you hate. Ride that I hate. Tower of Terror. Ride that I hate. Ride that I hate. 
I don't know. It's not. Uh, While you're thinking about it, Tower of Terror. I severely I dislike. I severely dislike Tower of Terror because although I've never done it, it's the idea of plummeting 200 feet to my death because I'm convinced the brakes on that thing will fail and I will end up as a pancake on the bottom of the ride. That's why it's so bad for me that everyone's Saturday night discussions decided to egg me into doing a charity ride. Yep. Well, I'm probably going to go with a ride that I've not done, probably a rock and roller coaster. Okay. Just because I haven't done it, it goes upside down. I don't want to go upside down. Yeah, I agree with you, Paul, on Tower of Terror. It's not one I've done, but it's not one that I'd, I'd like to do. Yeah, we're affectionately, well with I'll just say affectionately on our channel called it Tower of Never. Um, my intention was to never do it. And um, now you have to. Yeah, now I've got no chance. So I have to do it. Yes, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question three, um, most overrated snack? Overrated snack? Okay. Dull Whip. Overrated? You think that's overrated? I love a Dull Whip, but I think it's massively overrated. It's say... just washed up pineapple juice with ice cream. I was going to say Mickey Shape Pretzel. Because it's just a pretzel. They're quite dry as well, aren't they? They look dry. We had one on our first trip and we haven't had one since. Yeah, it looks dry. And I'm pretty sure when we had it on our first trip, it was dry. I'm pretty sure I feared actually hitting an animal with it in Animal Kingdom and knocking them out. Um, oh, yeah. That lasso around. Like, oh, you look hungry. Oh, Christ, I've killed that animal. Um, yeah. <laughs> Do not eat the animals. <laughs> The only one that looks good is the, um, is it the jalapeno stuffed cheese pretzel. Yeah, so I can't have jalapeno spice. Yeah. I've got a spice. I was going to say, summer condition means spicy stuff for me is a massive no go unless my lovely wife is carrying around a stash of my medication to stop you from being ill. <laughs> okay, question four. Favourite transportation mode in Walt Disney World? Monorail. Monorail. Who doesn't love Monorail? People who are about to fall out the doors of a broken monorail. <laughs> it's just an extra ride, isn't it? You just got to hold oh, on. Yeah. It's genuinely an extra ride. There's no way around it. It's, yeah. No. It'd be nice when they can replace the actual monorail. Sort of. Be good. New ones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they need a bit of. Get rid of it. Yeah. I haven't done Skyliner yet. I think I'd love to do Skyliner. Yeah. I think we we reserve judgment until we've been able to try it. So. But as Riviera owners, I can't wait to actually have to use it because it's from our BBC resort. So yeah. Yeah. Skyliner is awesome. We, oh. we did that. No, you did. No, we did that um, competition. So we did a race on our last trip. We went from Epcot to Hollywood Studios, and you did the Friendship Boat, and I did the Skyliner. Oh, and it was about, won, I won yeah. about five minutes, about a few minutes to spare. Wow, sounds like a challenge. To be, issue. to be fair, the boat was right there originally. I'd planned to walk. I see, right, so <laughs> actually walking might have been quicker, but we'll never know. <laughs> no, we'll try, try that next time. Next time. <laughs> okay, question five. Favourite table service restaurant? Oh. Table service. Do you include, like, character dining? Yes. Yep. Yeah, Garden Grill, I think. Yeah. You're going to say Garden Grill, I'm going to say Tutorial Fauna. Yeah, and I did enjoy that one, sir. Yeah, I, I, I have a real affinity for both. So actually, I'm glad Cheryl said Garden Grill because that saves me having to pick that one over Trattoria for them. I probably would have said Trattoria if he had said Garden Grill. We, we, we both love those so much. The Trattoria Al Porno food was amazing, but the interaction with the cast and the princesses was just second to none. We've not had an interaction like that outside of Garden Grill. Yeah. 
See, so told you we should do it. Yeah, we, we've both had those on our um, list for a while. We've just never got around to it, and we're yeah. supposed to have done them this year. Yeah, couldn't, couldn't recommend them highly enough, Ben. I'd definitely do them. Yeah. Okay, question six. Resort you haven't stayed at but want to more than anything else on earth? Riviera. Contemporary <laughs> Bayland Tower with a theme park view. Very good choice. I just went for the resort. Yeah, I mean, we'd love to go to Riviera, but we're going to. But for me, the opportunity to sit there and watch the fireworks from Bay Lake Tower with the theme park view and have the music playing on in the room, not have to worry about anybody with iPads, is a real plus for me. <laughs> yeah. It'd be quite nice when fireworks come back, but hopefully be socially distanced. Yeah. And so you don't have to stand next to one another too much. Yeah. But I like standing next to you. You'll do. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, question seven. Favourite car park? Car park. As in of the thing? Car park. Any, any, any more Disney World? Typhoon Lagoon. Um, I quite like Disney Springs because it's multi-storey because it's covered over. So when you get back in the car, it's not hot. <laughs> I like the Typhoon Lagoon because the minute you get into Typhoon Lagoon's entrance way, you feel like it's being themed already. And I think the best experience we had of that was H2O Glow Nights. That's when I, that's when I thought this feels like the theming starts before the park. So, yeah. yeah, We've not experienced many car parks because we haven't driven out there yet. So. I mean, dri driving is something which we only tried a few years back because we wanted to go outside and do a little bit more. And it's kind of that ever challenging decision of do you need to hire a car or do you not but the year we did hire the car direct from Sanford we were in Disney by quarter past three. Oh wow nice. after, after yeah. landing with Tui we we were premium economy so we got straight off the plane I think we were sixth in line through immigration it was straight out into a car and yeah we didn't break speed limits we didn't go yeah. over the top we were in Disney though by quarter past three in our room and we were unpacked and ready to go to the theme park by quarter to four. Nice. Yeah, we, 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 we've sort of decided for a car sort of this year because of COVID. We thought we didn't really want to do the Magical Express. We weren't sure what was going to be running, whether buses yeah. to the parks and things. It's and the idea a... of getting on, having to wait even longer for the buses opening and closing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even the year that we, we hired the car from the, um, was the car care centre. Car care centre, which is really good. That is really good as well. So if you're thinking, I only need a car for park my stay, that's a great option because yeah. you can ha like, pick it up in one place and drop it off elsewhere, sort of like drop, pick it up at the Swan and drop it off at the car care. But they also, if you are hiring from the car care centre, they actually do an express shuttle service from your resort to the car care centre every hour. So when we were at Coronado, I think the car came by every 20 parts of the hour and picked us up, took us to the car care centre, and then when you drop the car off, they take you back to your resort or wherever you want to go. So we ended up going to Typhoon Lagoon from car care centre. Nice. I think I might know the answer to this next one, given your last answer. But Typhoon Lagoon, Blizzard Beach, or Volcano Bay? Volcano Bay. Or not? <laughs> yeah, Vol Volcano Bay is a breathtaking water park. Um, it really is. It's it's a very relaxing but fun <laughs> day. Um, I think Typhoon Lagoon out of the two Disney parks, like two Disney water parks, because you've never done Blizzard. No. So we can't really compare it, but previously when I've been to Blizzard Beach, I don't know, just the world didn't seem like there was enough to do. 
and then he took some more in the park. I think I'd probably say I'm slightly torn between Volcano Bay Daytime and H2O Glow Nights at Typhoon Lagoon. You can't keep I, choosing I can keep, that. I can keep choosing them because H2O Glow Nights was absolutely amazing for you know what we paid for that and the entertainment we got and how good it was. Yeah. If somebody said to me, you can go to Volcano Bay for $50 each or go to H2O Glow Nights for less for $50 each, I'd snatch their hand off for H2O Typhoon Lagoon every single time. Have to admit, Typhoon Lagoon, when it's closed after, in, oh, yeah, is really good because we did the Moonlight Magic. Yep. And that was, was just, really that, was, that was really good. Because we're not really water park people. It's just, to me, it's just, I'd rather go and spend time at the pool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we don't really use the resort pools, do we? We tend yeah. to go more to the, the actual water parks, but we aren't really water park people. We set a day aside for it to say we've done yeah. one. But we'll only do like a half a, the equivalent of half a day. Yeah. And it'll be followed up by going to the shopping outlets or maybe half a park day Disney or Springs. Disney Springs. We'll, we'll try and mix it in with something else and we keep an eye on the weather while we're out there to see whether we need to change anything around at the same time. Yeah, so we're always good to put the rest day and that's normally what yeah. our water park day was. Yeah. When we did done. Yeah, it's true. Okay, question nine. Galaxy's Edge or Diagon Alley? Diagon Alley. Come on, Ben, you should have seen this. I, I know, I knew that. That was me, my friend. We're in the yeah. same group chat. You know we're not Star Wars people, but I... I think for me, I can understand why people obsess over Galaxy's Edge and how good it is. For me, where we love Diagon Alley is that the the resemblance between what they've managed to do at Universal and what the actual Diagon Alley is in Elstree Studio at the Warner Brothers Harry Potter tour, that's where I, I kind of say that for me is the impression and even the work, the down to levels of detail, that's why I just think that place is so much more impressive for me than than galaxy i think it's also more relatable yeah yeah we, we, we did the studio tour first time last year yeah and it was like when we saw gringotts and it's yes. like oh this is the same as in universal yeah yeah just, i mean yeah. we did the, the tour three years ago yeah and then we've done it again this year and it's mm. changed quite a bit since mm. they've added more and yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, the Gringotts, had, the Gringotts edition, even if I can get my words out, um, the Gringotts edition, I think, is is a brilliant addition to that place and just adds so much more value for money to that tour. Um, I would highly recommend anybody who gets a chance to go to it, goes to it. But we we kind of got the early bookings. I know Gaz and Ange got the late booking, and they had a totally different experience to us. But whenever you get to go, just, you know, if anybody's listening gets to go and take their time, then, yeah, um, do make sure you take your time. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no. When we did last year, we spent hours just walking around. Yeah. It's just, you, you're not rushed. That's the good thing about it. Mm. Is you got your time slot to go in, but the rest of it, you can take as long as you want. Yeah. yeah. Question 10. Early morning or late night park visit? Uh, early morning. Early morning, Yeah. Yeah. Um, in, I was going to say, in normal circumstances, Cheryl and I are both very early risers for our jobs. Um, obviously, that's a little bit different at the minute because I'm laying in bed till half eight each morning. But we tend to find that we are easier to get up earlier in Florida, get a little bit of the cooler weather when it's cooler in the morning. And then we will, I mean, we'll go back to our hotel room, won't we? Yeah, we, we tend to have a, a siesta, whether that's a case of go back for you know, a shower, freshen up, change, or just go back for a snooze. Um, 
and we'll stay a little bit later in the parks, but we're never really the last people out of the parks. It's yeah. just not. We prefer to be first people in the parks and last people out. Yeah. Get, uh, put that jet lag to good use. Yes. Especially the first few days. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's been known for me to wake up at three in the morning at one point. Yeah, despite, despite staying up till 11 the night before I just I'm terrible because I think we're, I think one of the years because my job involves me traveling up and down the UK and I have to sometimes be up here at four in the morning and I think just before we went a couple of years back I'd had to go to Wales so the day before I was up at about four in the morning and I just yeah I, it took me right into Florida and I was like oh great I'm up at a ridiculous hour <laughs> for me it's travel day I'm so excited on travel day uh, when we went in June 2019, I was up at four o'clock in the morning, ready to watch the planes kind of land. Yeah, and I really loved her that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, I was a joy that day. Not only was I super excited, but I was full of cold. So <laughs> yeah, we had an interesting experience last year because um, we went on the week that the clocks change in the US. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Yeah, so um, we wo- I woke up, which I thought was two o'clock. Yeah, and then when thought, you know, it's too early. Let's um, talk about to sleep. Wake up. It's still two o'clock. An hour later, because obviously the hour gone back. Oh. <laughs> so it's like three. Okay, go back another hour, and then in the end, we just like put the we TV on up. and just watch vlogs on YouTube. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's for me. I love the fact that when you're up back time in the morning, you can watch American telly. For me, it's the American adverts, and it's the health insurance adverts. Oh, I mean, that's yeah. a whole conversation for another time, but they're what helps me get through the day. Dan Newlin, he just gets people money. For me, it's, it's the, the adverts when you're watching the programme and then you have this, all of a sudden, it's, they're trying to sell their, their cars, their vehicles, their trucks. There's always a dog. And oh, yeah, the Bill Sykes dog. Claremont of Orlando. That's it, Claremont of Orlando. Yeah, little Bill Sykes dog. Yeah, little Bill Sykes dog. And, uh, yeah, it's just the fact that, you know, that, that you're more interested in the dog than you are actually the car. Yeah. See, for me, it's the drug adverts. I just love yeah. the list of side effects, including death. Yeah. You won't die. You won't You won't suffer arm loss. Your face <laughs> may melt into a pile of wax. You may lose all your facial hair. You might just lose an armpit. Like it's the thing. Your kneecaps may turn inside out. You know what other health warnings can you have as part of these? We we got a couple of friends from the US that are like honestly, you just can't pay attention to them because otherwise you'll never take anything. <laughs> so it's like... I wonder what the COVID vaccine is going to be like. There's going to be like an advert for it, and it's going to go on for. Oh, there will be. Be <laughs> half an hour. But... Reeling off the side effects from this drug, you might actually get COVID. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> question eleven: Keep the magic or backstage detail? Keep the magic. Keep the magic. So, have you done any of these sort of tours before? No, no. I, I wouldn't mind doing it, but I think I'd like to prolong the knowledge of that as late as possible into our Disney life. I think for me, I like not knowing everything. I mean, you know enough, don't you? If you're yeah. if you're Disney fans like you guys are, and as much as we guys are, and as much as I'd imagine people who are listening or watching, whatever the case may be, um, you know, from that side of thing, people kind of have a rough idea what happens anyway. But I think from that aspect. I don't think it hurts not to know. I think sometimes it's nice to have that little bit of magic kept behind. It's a case of once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. Yeah. So I think yeah. once, like, if we were to do the tour that includes the Tilladors, yep. 
I think once I know they're there, I'm going to be constantly looking like, I wonder who I'm walking with. That's why. Who's head when we when we watched the Imagineering story? Yes. Yeah. And it's you see everything and it's great, but then it's like it's nice that they still keep the magic there as well. So it's like because you're not experiencing it completely. Totally agree. Totally agree. Okay. Question twelve: Favorite other podcast or vlogger about Disney? Oh, part of our world. Yeah. So, love part of our world podcast. Love Keen and Rachel. We were really fortunate to be on their podcast uh, before we went June last year, and it was when Avengers Endgame came out. Absolutely love being on there. In terms of other vloggers. I mean, we've got quite a few, so I don't want to kind of leave anybody out. I mean, we've obviously got the rest of the Saturday Night Discussions crew, uh, Gaz and Anne, Sean, Zoe, Dougal, um, mm. Nathan. Mm. I think we've found that as we've kind of gone through the years of vlogging ourselves, we actually spend more time watching the little, like, like ourselves, well, yeah, like well, I think smaller like, channels. Well, I think, yeah. um, whilst you know there's still like the big names out there it's like they're out there all the time so we're watching the smaller ones more often but we try and catch whoever we can i think that's the first thing because mm. we know there's a lot of people we're very fortunate we've got a lot of people who support us and we're very keen to make sure we support everyone i mean like you guys we you know we, we love you guys bits as well so it's whatever we can do to help other people who support us and it's you know especially in this time when you know there might be nothing on telly. We'll just chuck YouTube on. We'll see who's yeah. who's next in the playlist and and who we've got amongst the hundreds of channels that we've got on our subscription list. So, yeah, so, I yeah. have to admit, it's we've been watching so much more YouTube this year than what we've done previously because yeah. there's not much on TV apart from COVID news and just everyone's sick of it. I swear that list is getting longer by the day. Oh, as well. our subscriptions. Our yeah, list. yeah. It's it. I mean, I, I dread to think like we we have like subscription feeds and I think a little while ago YouTube got sick of it and just reset our list of to watch so you know you get your subscription feed it went back a little bit I was like all oh, right I need to watch some of these or kind of clear the ones we're not overly interested in like some of the stuff which people um you know weren't really giving us too much um so we we were kind of clearing a few off mm -hmm. that we were on there and all of a sudden the list just went blank and YouTube still can't tell me why the list went blank so we never got to go back to people's channels and kind of watch manually oh, no. <laughs> So it's fine. It's fine. Basically, you broke watch later. I broke watch yeah. later. Never mind. It's yeah, not we used to watch um, Tim Tracker religiously every day, but after sort of since this year, we've just sort of branched watched. out. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I mean, there's plenty of other American, Florida resident vloggers out there that we, Jackie that we do watch. Love Jackie. We, Prince Charming yeah. Dev. I think the thing is, like, we're really fortunate. We know Jackie and we kind of know Nate relatively well through uh, Saturday night. So I think we're fortunate that we know those guys. And if, if we needed to do anything or needed to know anything, we'd kind of tap those guys up. So we're fortunate from that side. But I, I can't stress highly enough, but I think you guys said it. There are so many really, really good content creators out there that are smaller, that aren't recognised. You know, I'll take Gaz and Anne just for an example. Um, you know, there's cinematic stuff of Harry Potter was nothing short of absolutely outstanding mm -hmm. um but you know these these people need to get seen and you know as, as anybody knows it doesn't just happen overnight being seen and, and you know it takes time for people to find your videos but there's definitely yeah. people out there just sometimes it's just being the right place at the right time absolutely like, like for us that was exactly what happened to us right place right time with our june travel day and that's all we've ever put it down to yep. no magic formula no Question 13, on-site or off-site? On-site. On-site. 
I've been fortunate enough um, in my youth to be able to try a villa and off-site in a hotel and only with Paul be done on-site. You're welcome. So, yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, we've also only ever stayed in the same hotel. Yeah, I mean, we stayed in Cabana Bay. So in terms of if you're talking on-site and resorts generally, I would say we prefer to stay on-site because previously all came with all these perks. But I would now say that with the changes that are happening and the way that perks are not always readily available, like your extra magic hours, like your magic bands that they removed or anything like that, I think we wouldn't be adverse to looking at off-site as much. I think we've done on measure of on-site and off-site yeah, on, off-site. and it's one of those things we've worked out, like resort fees. Yeah. Always been a difficult thing to add into when you're off-site as well, and then parking, it's yeah. obviously you've now got to park at Disney as well. Yeah. It's... yeah. I mean, the, there's the, the DVC, obviously, when you're a DVC member, you don't have to pay for the, the fees to park at the DVC resorts. As long as you're using DVC points. As long as you're using DVC points. But, um, yeah, again, that's something that we still need to try. We, yeah. will, we will get there. Yep. Um, next year was always the plan anyway, so it's just as and when next year we get to use it. Exactly. You'll get there and you'll love it. Hope so. Fingers yeah. crossed. Genuinely fingers crossed. We've got a stay boat to Riviera next year, and we've got four nights booked at La Poly. Oh, nice. Very nice. nice. So, and we've decided to do Universal in the middle, so it's going to be Cabana Bay. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Volcano Bay view room. That's the plan. Oh, yeah. You've got to. You've got to. There's no other way to do Cabana Bay. No other way. <laughs> that, that, that's that's the plan. It's like we looked at endless summer and thought, because let's just do it the cheapest. Because we're not sure we Universal. We just spend all the time in the parks. Yeah. We've not stayed at on site Universal before, so. New experiences. Yeah. yeah. I would definitely say if you can do the Volcano Bay view room, yeah. if you're not spending any time in the park, at least you've got that amazing view to look at. I still can't believe when we when we got there in June of 2019 and we pulled back the curtains, and I think my, my reaction time was, oh, my God. It was just, it hits you like a ton of bricks because you're just like, oh, wow. You don't just see the volcano. You see all the way down I-4, way out towards, on a clear day, you actually see out towards Disney as well. So. Yeah, and that's that little bit of like teasing is that you can see the Epcot ball just kind of yeah. like glaring at you from the distance. It's a little bit, a little bit gut wrenching when you're not actually going to Disney. Yeah. <laughs> so, never mind. It's one of those things you see every day. It's like, oh, that'd be quite nice. But yeah, so yeah. we've done when we said uh, um, Bay Lake Tower, we did Lakeview, and yeah. you could see Epcot, Animal Kingdom, and Hollywood yeah. Studios all from from there. Yeah. my balcony which was quite nice yeah i think that's the one thing that i'm looking forward to because with a lot of the other resort hotels you don't get a balcony it would be nice of an evening because if you're not feeling like going to a park or disney springs to be able to sit on your balcony have a drink just chill for a while so it's nice for breakfast in the morning as well mm, i can imagine yeah. so yeah. see you real love waking up having a cup of coffee out on those balconies yeah, I was going to say, we watch Sea Real Soon a lot, and actually they're, they're kind of our inspiration to start on our YouTube channel. Um, and we saw their videos when they became DVC and what they were doing on their balcony in the mornings, in the evenings, uh, at Bay Lake Tower, and it was like, yeah, that's that's the dream a little bit, I'm not going to lie. I don't think there's any um, sort of rooms at D- on DVC that haven't got balconies. Yeah, mm. yeah. 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 Even the um, tower studio rooms at DVC have got a, a, a small like meter square area that they call a balcony. So. If I can stand out there, I will. Yes. 
Oh, look at that wonderful car park. I'm <laughs> <laughs> my bowl of cereal. It's kind of like, <laughs> I will enjoy this. Oh, no, I've got the cereal over the side. <laughs> and it's falling on someone's head. Yes, it has. Sorry, Okay, and the last question. Festival of the Lion King or Finding Nemo the Musical? Festival of the Lion King. Yeah, I'm going to go for Festival of Lion King. We haven't seen it for a few years. No, but I, I, I still get emotional at Festival of Lion King. Yeah. Um, I just can't see me getting emotional at Nemo. No, um, I don't think we've seen Nemo, have we? We've seen enough tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Lion, we've, Lion. Done, we've done Nemo twice, and Festival of Lion King's always been sort of our favourite. Mm. It's been oh, a funny yeah. one for our, our show because when we did it, um, we did that question back in April, and it was a even split between all eight of us. Really? Yeah. yeah four and four. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, I've got to be honest. Kind of, I've seen enough about the the Nemo show to know it's not massive interest yeah. for me, but. Festival Lion King again. Yeah, I'm trying to think about other other shows that are in the other parks because I would probably put other shows above those two. Yeah. Um, but that's not the point of this, Cheryl. I know. You can't argue that. <laughs> I don't know, I can't. You can't just change the question you've been asked. I don't know. No, I won't let you. What one would you put above Festival of the Lion King? Oh. What would I yeah. put? Yeah. I enjoy Frozen, the Frozen sing along. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 So, Blind Nathan Slater. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we blame Nathan for that. The man child. What <laughs> <laughs> um, other ones there are? Because there aren't any in the. Uh, there's none in the Magic Kingdom, is there? There's no show. Not unless oh, you no. include Filler Magic, which isn't really a stage show. Really. No, it's not a Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, maybe. That's, yeah, I mean, it's not terrible. I mean, that's very much on the spot, but it's not, again, real kind of out front actors, is it, to be honest? Yeah. I think got the. Um, I think it's Mickey's Friendship Fair, which is out on the front. Yeah, yeah. The castle show. The castle show. Um, Wouldn't say Beauty and the Beast. Indiana Jones stunt action show, I don't think it's not really would top those. But no, I think Cheryl's, you know, for me, Lion King, I think, is out of those two. But uh, yeah, the yeah. uh, yeah. sing-along is just as good entertainment. There we go. Yeah. So you've answered all the carousel of questions. Now you can go back and listen to everybody else's answers. No, that's the thing. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go back now and start listening to Nathan's so he's Gazan Andrews, yeah. So where can our listeners find you on sort of your social medias and YouTube? Oh right, should we start with us then? Yes. So if you want to find us on YouTube, we are that UK Disney couple. If you want to find us on Instagram, Cheryl runs that, which is that UK Disney couple. You can find us on Facebook, which is also that UK Disney couple, and an email if you really choose to go through that route, which is actually preferable for some people, is that UK Disney couple at gmail.com. Failing that, we do have a second channel, which is Paul and Cheryl the Savage Life. That does have some stuff on it, which is non-Disney, but you can always, as Ben and Becca very kindly said at the start, you can find us every Saturday night at eight o'clock on the car crash that is Saturday night discussions and hopefully one day we'll get these guys on as a, as our guests <laughs> but yeah nice no, um yeah that's that's where people can find us yeah oh brilliant brilliant there we go thank you very much so home is where the heart is and DVC is a home where the magic lives uh hearing that most Desire greeting of a sincere welcome home at DVC has stirred some once dormant feelings and silenced the moans. 
The wafflers all are fluster and puzzled, mused deep in thought. What does that special place and its sublime cast really stand for? Maybe Disney magic doesn't come from a park or from a store. Maybe perhaps it means a whole lot more. And what happened then? Well, in Waffleville, they say, all the wafflers' hearts grew three sizes that day. We may not visit soon, but we will return, they all cheered. And in the meantime, we'll share our podcast with all our faithful waffleers. The same Disney dreams and wonder are all around us, and the tale is not all that tragic. We've got each other, we've got YouTube, and there's always here with the magic. Ben, could you tell everyone where they can find us? <laughs> so yeah, you can find all our podcasts on your favourite podcast app. So you've got Stitcher, uh, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, Apple, Spotify. And also you can find us on our YouTube channel, um, The Great British Mickey Waffle, which you're probably watching this on right now. And also you can find us all on social media. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at GB Mickey Waffle. Cool. Thanks, Ben. So you'll all be relieved to hear that's the end of my Christmas sermon. Uh, all that's left to say is take care of each other. We'll all be back there at some point, and we'd all like to wish you a very festive. Waffle! Oh, <laughs> Anyone has about to say Merry Christmas? Yeah.